0: Welcome, everyone, again to another episode of the podcast Aves, a uh, series of computational design and architecture, sustainability, and other topics that we've been uh, um, dealing and talking with uh, different, different guests. Today, we have uh, another guest, this time from France. Uh, we have Badouin, Badouin de Mont- Montarnal. Uh, he's a civil engineer. He's joining us today to have a talk about generative design. One of the uh, new topics, recent technologies that uh, the industry is trying to, uh, I will say, figure out and also start using in the projects uh, is definitely a topic that uh, myself, I do believe that is changing and will change uh, radically how the industry of AEC is working at the moment and how projects are are, are going to be uh, evolving for the future of the cities, for the future of the buildings. And of course for the future of the AEC. So welcome, Budian. Uh, it's we are really happy to have you here today, and um, and we are we are happy that you are joining us today. So I give you the my word. My pleasure. It's,
1: yeah, my pleasure. It's, it's it's great to to have some some more and more people interested in such interesting knowledge and some innovative processes, and I think it's really going to be the future. I'm totally agree with you and yeah let's see what the future will be <laughs> yeah we are
0: excited to see it so as uh as mentioned um we'll be talking about generative design today uh before we go t- into in subject uh, uh is there anything you want you want to mention about uh about this uh, amazing topic <laughs> or you want to
1: Mm, I, I I would say that um it's a, from my point of view in Europe, in France and Germany, I would say it's a topic people are that looks a bit uh complex and weird and people are a bit afraid that they would lost uh both their jobs and their architecture thinking um if such technologies keeps going. But first I would introduce and that would be maybe the um, the leading topics of, of this. I mean, the main point I would like to underline during this, this podcast is that uh, on the contrary, really on the contrary, it, generative design brings much more to the architects than it takes stuff away from them. And and yeah, and that and that we will see with the further questions, but it's really important to, to have that in mind. It's just a huge potential and huge opportunity for for the design process and the innovation of design processes.
0: Yeah, I completely agree with you. Um, it's definitely a topic that uh, could be a bit controversial at the moment. Uh, people, I do believe that architects uh, are also a bit afraid of changing the traditional way of working Um and, but I think as, as well, that, uh, more and more people are, is jumping to the side of the technologies, jumping to the side of the knowledge. And there there's a lot of architects out there, a lot of civil engineers, a lot of, uh, people related to the industry that, uh, starts, starts to see the advantage of using technology, how can your work and your activities, your daily tasks, they can be easier and, uh, faster as well. Yeah. And so. So yeah, like um, let's let's see how it goes. Today we're gonna try to to talk about this. Well, we're gonna talk about this yeah. this topic that we we are both interesting and um uh, and to start with the with the generative design and dynamo topic. Um, let's let's go with the first question. Like, uh, what is generative design? But Well, so I
1: would say the the common definition that we can give and find. Is that, um, it's an iterative design process. Iterative is important because, uh, it has different steps, different generation, actually. And, and this iterative design process evolves, involves, involves a, a program that will generate a certain number of outputs, a certain number of designs. And these outputs, they they meet certain rules, uh, and also they meet a designer that will find the um, feasible region by selecting specific outputs or changing the input values. But this designer doesn't have, doesn't need to be human. It can be a test program uh, in a testing environment. Or um, artificial intelligence. So the the designer learns how to refine the program, um, usually involving algorithms, which with each iteration, their design goals become better defined over time. So basically, I would say that for architecture, because it's our field, in a word, generative Mm -hmm. design is the generation of. Multiple different designs, based on the rules of planning and modeling that the architects have decided, and also based on the objectives, the goals that they want to 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 put in their design. So, if they want more light, if they want more contact with people, more interaction. So, all all everything is thinkable, but based on these inputs, outputs, rules, and objectives rules rules and goals um the generative design workflow will generate hundreds thousands of um different designs and let the um, and let the the designers the architects um choose between them choose between actually what is really their creation because they build the process just the machine um Modelled and and represent uh, the different operation. So, but I would say that more generally, the outputs could be images, sounds, in our case, architectural models, but also much more, and and really everything is possible.
0: Yeah, that's, that's right. Also, I I do believe, uh, and I think that it's important that uh, we understand the. A, a, a way that I really like to link generative design to understand the processes is, is, is this word generative. Like it's a process that it's going to create a whole generation of uh, designs. So, the whole time that uh, depending on your algorithm, as you were mentioning, and depending on the, on the, on the workflow and the, the inputs and outputs that you set up, uh, you will get a, uh, an optimization uh, of the design in case you want an optimization or you can also get just like a a, a mix of uh, parameters and between the inputs and outputs which is super handy to any kind of project because um yeah. at, the, at the end of the day computers and uh all, all uh, the process of machine learning design uh, artificial intelligence is basically trying to help us to process all the data that as humans uh because of of our nature we are more on the side of doing creation right we are more in the creativity and to for us to to do the analysis that requires uh and all the mathematics and all the process and all the drawings that we, we will require to do by by just like uh using a traditional uh, type of work uh it will take uh well just ages and months and just to do a process that maybe would generate know, design, if you proper plan the, the workflow, you can it, it can take a week to have uh,
1: things that will take a lot of time yeah, for, for people, right? Yeah. So I think that if we then want to talk about the benefits, okay. uh, as you as you as you started to, to mention, mm-hmm. um, the, the the main benefit is that it allows the architects and designers to have more spend more time on the thinking parts and less time on the modeling parts. And and this is the really important because everybody knows that modeling and representing before it was drawing, now it's modeling in 3D or in 2D or through the computers, but it's the same. The the, the drawing parts is what takes the more time. And usually we are in our current processes in the world. We say, okay, um, let's just explore three, four, five possibilities, maybe up to 20 when it's really rough, um, studies. But every time there is a little more, more details, then you are not able, you don't have the time and the money to explore, um, more than limited number of possibilities and and of course the more time you spend on drawing the less time you spend thinking of how the drawing will be and and i think yeah, the first main benefit is actually that it allows you to spend more time on this more on this uh, most important thinking part the second one i would say that um the, the the generative design process let's explore more possibilities. Okay the human mind is it's really wide and could could is much more than a machine okay but the, the the calculation power of the computer allows the, the the process to to give much much more possibilities much more design and even configuration that you didn't thought of of course. And and even if you have a clever mind and you think, okay, that would be interesting, interesting, you can always be surprised by something a little bit out of the box. It's not especially out of the box because you define the rules and you define the algorithm. But in that box, there are some configurations that you didn't think of. So that's the certain point. It it enable more creativity. It it explore more possibilities yeah but that's, i would say that's so. at the third point more 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 like um more like a warning it has to be used on the right phase because then it's, it's a waste of time in, i mean in the phase of the construction because it has to be made after the first sketches by hand after the first thoughts made really by the architect himself as a human uh and before uh to detail and too too advanced phases so in Study phase. In the, I don't know. It depends on on, on in every country the phase is called differently. But um, I think the the designer must see generative design as a way to model faster different versions of the initial ideas ideas that he has. Uh, but he must have ideas before he doesn't need to. He shouldn't think. Okay, the machine, the computer, the algorithm will give ideas instead of me no it's totally the contrary um and yeah. and, and the aesthetic which is the, the more uh, tricky part For mm-hmm. the aesthetic is something that depends on taste on um, um, and that's that's something that is for me uh, another topic it's not re- generative design cannot build beautiful stuff if you ask him to this depends and rely only on the human being the human architects behind the, the process. Yeah, totally. What do you think?
0: I I do, I I do, I I think it's brilliant what you were mentioning about like spending more time on on the thinking part like I completely agree on that that uh, projects uh they tend to or like architects traditionally they just tend to believe uh, that they want to do a a pretty project while they are like putting like apart like all the thinking part of the of, of the project, you know, all the analysis and all the possible outcomes that you can actually provide to the computer so it can help you to to think better. Not not because not as humans we are not capable of thinking, but just because they, the amount of data that the computer can process against a, a person is it's it's way better to use it. There. And instead of like being in a fight between uh What's better, what 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 kind of work is better. I think we should just be like really like um honest with ourselves and see the positive side uh, that we are using mm. technology all around the world. And technology is not mm. here to fight us. It's 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 supposed to help us to to improve the performance of our designs and our capacities. Uh as well as the, as well as the, as well as you were, you were saying like um how do we provide the information to the algorithm to benefit us to, to, to get a benefit for for the generative design to to the project that we are doing uh, nobody wants to spend ages doing drawings just uh i i will i will i will say that everyone one thing uh drawings are boring once you have to start like just doing drawings once the creative part is is done and i think the 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 fun part the the that everyone likes is the the part of doing analysis doing the thinking doing the creative process and 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 i completely agree like technology is 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 simplifying uh the work for us so we can spend less time doing drawings less time doing quantifications uh and all these kind of like um uh logistic operations that uh we know that are, are are also difficult but uh if we can as an architect, if we can spend more time just doing create, create parts, I think generative design is definitely a a tool that is is here to uh, increase the creativity that we can have. As well as another another thing that you were mentioning, the possible outcomes that you get from generative design. Uh, sometimes you will see outcomes that uh you were not um, you were not thinking that they will appear when you're creating the algorithm for it you know you like normally when when you are creating um a generative design process you are looking for for some some sort of behavior in particular uh, so you uh, in your imagination uh, and that happens to me a lot like when i'm creating a, a workflow i'm i'm thinking about like a possible output that uh, i'm looking for but then when the generative design process are like running i can see all these outputs that um, i was not expecting and it it doesn't mean that they are wrong to the things that I was mentioned. Like I was I was asking, but it, it just it just give me a more um, a wider screen, a wider image of what what the yeah. what the possible uh, performance can can happen and can can come to the design, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. What skills do you do you believe that a user needs to to create generate generate design
1: workflows in their daily tasks? You mean what are the needs? I mean, what are the the tools to make it.
0: Yeah, the, the tools, the skills a person requires yeah. to have.
1: Yeah. yeah. So, so the the good thing is that um, the our industry, the AEC industry, is now um, has now developed uh, and now uh, it's now um, available in the in the most common softwares. Uh, some tools, uh, that are, that's already integrated, that, that are that some generative design tools that are integrated into the, the, the basic, um, 3D modeling software. So, so, the main one is, is, uh, from Autodesk that has released, uh, with the 2021 version of Revit, the, um, generative design, um first tool so it's actually be a few years that a beta version is available for the previous version of reddit but it's now truly included and and i would i would say they are the first to include such a such a performance such a relevant tool uh, even though um through crossovers and rhino um it was possible to do such stuff for has been possible to do such use for years. So, um, but since now we really integrated in, in, in Revit. And even if, if even if Dynamo uh, is, is much, much newer than, than Grasshopper and less used at the moment, it's still a, a big step, um, to have this in a, in a daily used, uh software used by every architect. And I think most, um, used 3D modeling software in the world. So, yeah. so about the tool part, uh, the software parts, this is it. So you need, um, a 3D software. I would say for myself, from my experience, rabbits from Autodesk mm-hmm. and, and you need, <clears throat> and actually this, this generative design tools is not, of course, um, alone because you cannot just design a building and say, okay, I would like to have different, uh, version of these, this drawing. And can you make it? So, of course, it doesn't work like this. And it works with Dynamo. So Dynamo is for me, amazing, really amazing, um, visual coding platforms integrated, uh, in Revit that allows you to, to use the Revit API to use some, some, to 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 write some scripts, some some programs to either automate Revit processes, automate uh, modeling, automate beam coordination, data data management, um, and also in that particular case to be the the main part of the, of the to be not the main but one of the big part of the generative design process from Autodesk. So Dynamo takes place, I would say, at the beginning and the end. Uh, Dynamo, you you build your rule in Dynamo, you build your input in Dynamo, you generate your your different design through Dynamo, and you push them into the generative design Reddit tool. This will actually run Dynamo in the background hundreds of times. I think if I remember well, they are opening like six dynamo theoretically yeah. and running them together at the same time mm-hmm. um to optimize the process. So you need a pretty big machine. I mean well, it depends on how long if you want the, the process to take to to last but um so and then once the different generation and the difference at times have been uh created have been processed then the designer can choose the design he likes based based on the different scores based on the different analysis that you have uh, implemented in dynamo um based on this you can then push your design that the design that you selected actually the the inputs that suit you um to revit again back to revit so It's actually from Revit to Dynamo to generative design to Revit again. And you have your 3D model. Actually, you have your 3D design already there. And if you want to change it, you can select another one and push it to Revit again. And then you can have basically all the 3D design that you, that the generative design process have created, has created. Um, you can have them in 3D for real. You don't, this is what we were talking about. few minutes ago the modeling part is now quite quite nothing so this is okay. quite interesting and about the knowledge of the people yeah, yeah. so I would say um, you need to be a designer to have a creative mind to be an architect of course but you also need to have um this little digital seat this this digital mind. Um, and, and of course, I mean, some kind of programming, programming skills. Um, even if now with Dynamo and Grasshopper, what we call, um, visual coding, it's, it's much more easier. No deep language syntax to learn. But you can also use some, some of Python or, or C sharp to. To make your process a bit um, faster or when, when you know them, but it's not um, needed. There is this uh, Autodesk University conference. Um, so, Autodesk University is a, a special week where lots of people are, are, are making some conferences uh, organized by Autodesk to present products and innovation and stuff. And there is actually this conference that's Present a generative design mm-hmm. workflow through Dynamo only with nested nodes. So only with packages, uh, native from Dynamo because Dynamo is kind of an open source stuff where lots of crazy and amazing people are can, can have been actually developed some packages, some more tools and, and gave them to the community. So kind of a pretty, Nice community that works together and and that's 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 also something that I would say let's the the that would allow people to be less afraid of coding because it's everything is made to make the coding easier and more simple but then I would say you need so some some technical skills, but that's not the that must not afraid some people because it it can be learned fast. But of course, you need this open mind, this structural mind that is eager to create and think of innovative, I would say innovative alternative for his daily tasks. So there is this uh, expression that I say if you can spend as much time developing a process, um, a repetitive process to automate it. Um, if, if the making the automation takes you as much time as making it by hand and you, and you still try to automate it, then yeah. you have the right mind because it's, it's much more interesting. Even if it takes the same time, it's much more interesting. And, and, and this is this, this kind of, of mind. Always find a solution. Always find a workaround. Always try to automate things to, to think out of the box. But um but to be a little bit more specific, I would say that okay, generative design is included in real, it's okay. Um you have you need quite good um not to say really good uh dynamo skills. I s not really good it's not really difficult to make um, a first um first design, a first try, a first uh, project with some small generative design stuff. But I think it became more difficult to create a stable and really responsive workflow that allows to every geometry, every project, every that that can really be used in different cases. Um it's much more difficult um because you need to to have experience in, in a bit of programming to, to the way um the thinking is made to know okay I have to browse all the possibilities but but through loops and stuff, and 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 that's just uh, maybe the next step. But I would say the the first step of generative design is is close to anyone with a uh, creative and a bit of digital mind, bit of digital interest. Yeah. Yeah, to- totally agree. Like. uh
0: it's one of the main skills that uh, anyone that is interested in, in in coming to to the workflow of generative design must have like a being curious about how to use the technology for it uh in my case like when when i when i started like uh exploring generative design i, I figured out the the power of actually learning how to code in python to, to be able to create better, uh, generate design workflows because of the capacity that, uh, uh, coding has. And yeah. I was, I, I will say that, uh, in, in exactly the typical process, uh, as, as we, we were learning in university, those that, uh, we were in the university without any, uh, preparation of coding, uh, this is kind of like something that is completely new, um normally it's a bit i will say that it's also a bit uh, tricky to understand how to to send the coding part to the architecture part <laughs> uh how to it's, uh no, it's a uh, thinking that is not uh it's it's developing right now yeah, as we are talking yeah. about developing at the moment is not, not a traditional process also even with, with people that uh um, i have friends that are doing coding for a uh, long time and when i show them like the the capacity of uh using coding for architecture they they are even surprised
1: and they they don't even have a clue how to i yeah. think yeah i would say that for, for years uh architects and engineers were our best mm-hmm. enemies and they were working together they had to work together but they ate each other but actually <laughs> not totally because not totally because the engineers like the creative part of the architecture and the architects like to to Solve broad, broad. yeah yeah <laughs> to, to to not to have to do all these, these structure calculations um and and for it's, it's really funny because in my case uh, i didn't study specifically informatics or coding but it was part of my study as an engineer, because it's part of every engineer study. And mm-hmm. even this little, um, this little amount of knowledge, this, this little programmation, with baby steps that we, we, they force you to do. Um, you can, you, you find after all in when you apply them, either it's to architecture or to every other field that it is amazing. And when you link coding and creation, I mean, it's just a dream because yeah, totally. the shape. there is there is there there is this guy I follow on my LinkedIn. On my LinkedIn, he mm-hmm. just spent time making some thoughts. It's like some repetitive geometric shape and then he extruded and he even printed them in 3D. It's totally useless, but it's totally awesome because they are just the shapes that are not present in the nature. They are just generated by math. And and actually, math is, can... can As huge, I can bring some huge, um, unimaginable design and, 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 and and geometry. So that's really cool, actually. Where that today we are, I feel like these two parts, the digital part of engineering, the creative parts of the architects are little by little realizing that in the future, the way uh, development of the industry goes, they will have to work together and they will have to be in the same spot. They will have to be the same person. I mean, there will be more and more architects and designers with digital knowledge, with with coding skills. And and they are actually, and the few people today with such skills are really powerful. They are really wanted and they can make some, some miracles uh, in their jobs, in their daily tasks.
0: Yeah, no, it's 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 completely amazing, exactly when when you are capable of linking this kind of knowledge and thinking, because uh, any any basic uh, coding that anyone has, and uh, when you start linking it and and putting the ideas together with with their with your own projects, uh, I think that's when you see the value, and. Just like yeah. a, a small uh, advice that we can offer to to anyone else, uh, to to everyone else uh, out there listening, is that a computer basically works with the instructions. So if you understand how to translate the instructions into the coding, into the visual scripting, uh, you will understand how how to to create anything that you you want to do in in the creative part. Not just by not just by doing a drawing, but um, I think I think the 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 laws of of nature are are, are the same to to all of us. You know, uh, physics, mathematics, and mm-hmm. these these, yeah. these key points are super helpful when you are doing coding. And it's just figuring out figuring out how to to put those ideas out there. And and that's basically like what what code helps you to, to do. And and the results that that you can have, it's just a uh, you know when you are running a generic design uh workflow it's just brilliant all the all the possibilities that you can you can explore you can you can think about and it just it's just a a new way that we we will we will work and 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 to follow up with this with this uh new way of working another question we have today is how will the industry will be affected uh, by using generic design how do you mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> That it's a a really interesting question. Yeah, yeah. How will it be affected? So I will start with how is it affected now. So I would say for the AEC. So to remind people, architecture, engineering, and construction. For Mm -hmm. the AEC, um, I would say at the moment. It's just baby steps. It's, it's, it's not really affected the industry, but I mean, we, it's inevitable that it's going to be the case in a few years. I mean, earlier than we think. And, yeah. and it will really, it will really change the way early phases, study phases of the construction process, um, are are built now um I think the 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 first study on site, the first uh, sketches that you made with your with your pencil to as a as a as an architect to design how how I would like to, to to do this stuff that will remain intact but just the step after just this this um exploration of all the possibilities that will be completely um Changed and this generative, generative design process, this generation, this automated generation will be completely a normal stuff in ten years, definitely, and it will be in an an office. An office that design pretty big buildings will need to have such a power, or it will cost too much money because you save so much time. I would also say a really interesting. Field where specific field where it be it will be speci- uh, more relevant is for urban studies for the city mm-hmm. scale. So in that case, this is really amazing because you are making some overall calculation, overall uh, studies that to study the the phenomena in uh, on the city scale, and this is not too too much detail. It's much like Roughly, how how does it go? I've been working on the on the, the early phases of the design of the Olympic Village uh, for the Pari- the Olympic Games in Paris in 2024, and and the, the actually the 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 project the 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 early the early studies are really interesting because they are taking so many parameters. Uh, together, but in a, have to stay simple because the scale is so big. And when you think all of these stuff can be automated, can be all these studies, all these analysis can be um, automated and generated automatically. And that, that brings um, the possibilities to 2000 minutes. And it's going to be really, really nice for urban studies and smart city in the futures. But, but yeah for me it's really the the two main specific fields of the industry that will be affected um by generative design are the early phases of conception and also the client part um, okay. the clients because it's directly related to the client the client they want mm. because we we think that the first creative part is from the architect but so the clients they want to they have their ideas few are the okay. clients that say okay uh, I want a building just I don't have any idea. So just make it and we will see. They are more involved than we think on the, yeah. on the first phases. And, and I would say when you are, um, a company that, um, uh, deal with property with that, that have the budget to construct some, some big buildings, big office buildings or big hospitals, you really have interest to, to, Put money on such generative design process because that is part of um, the the works even before the competition starts. Just for you to have a more um, sharp eyes on the different architecture office that are part of this competition to know. Okay, depending on the studies I have made with my generative design, I can say that this building works is relevant and this totally not. So I don't know, maybe. I think it's, uh, uh, this is also where is the money, the client part. So, um, yeah, I would say this would be also a part of the AEC industry that would be most affected by, most changed by generative design. And also more generally, uh, all the industry. I mean, <laughs> the AEC is always a bit late. Yeah, it was late to turn into digital, to turn into 3D. When we see cars industry, plane industry, they have maybe 20, they were, they were, they have took this, this digital transition 20 years before ADT. And and now people, architects are starting to be impressed by rabbits, by, um, export automation of exportation of data. And, and this is made, this is, this is, this is already the case in the, Cars and plane industry for years, and also generative yeah. design is something that is part of their process. They are designing some really tricky parts of, I don't know, whatever you want, of bridges or of of mo- of uh, cars or motorcycles with with generative yeah. design to make the 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 shape of the path as light as possible. Um, as you can say with when you when you have a normal. Uh, rectilling, um, beam, um uh, yeah. for in architecture, people, uh, people have thought, okay, maybe we can make circles in it to put out some, some steel that are not useful. And then the beam will be less heavy. That was maybe, I don't know, thousands of years ago, maybe 50 or 100 years ago. And, and now this entire process. Of making the stuff as light as possible uh, and putting out all the unuseful parts is to meet it, and then that brings to that 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 brings the vision to really amazing shapes that that are not humanly um possible to to create. I mean, you know, if you saw some some, some really cars or or bikes parts, they are like so crazy because they are optimizing every um force and that goes into the the elements and that is really crazy
0: yeah no it's it's amazing the things that uh, we will be will be doing in, in the few years that are coming uh, i agree with you that um generative design it's going to change faster things are what we think uh technology is it's moving faster as well uh, especially now that AEC has or is starting to do the massive jump on technology. It's like you were saying, we were late on it and I, we're still a bit late on it, but we, we've seen a lot of people moving to it now. Um, mm. which, which I think is a, it's a victory. It's a, it's a plus for, for, for the industry. And, and totally agree that a uh, genetic design helps you to, in the early phases because you are doing the thinking part and you want to do the most thinking part of a project at the beginning of it and and try to, to solve all the all the possible problems or all or, or the misleads, so anything that that you are um, you are developing it's the time is the time uh where you actually solve the project you know the beginning of the phase and 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 just like Beam came to the industry to start like focusing more on the design and try to leave apart the all, all the all the drawing and all the all the tedious tasks like uh, g- spend less time on those tasks. I think generative design is also here to to help you to understand the capacity of your project. Now the things that that we are looking just like you were saying, like uh, we are starting to see pieces in airplanes, we're starting to see more cycles, we are starting to see structure uh being developed by generic design and, and 3D printing. And and we are we are looking at these kind of like shapes and and forms that uh, with the traditional thinking of creating a uh a workflow, it will be like really difficult to to come to an output like this. Uh now it doesn't for, for me like sometimes people say it's like oh generic you know, design is just like a a crazy shape or is this like uh it just look like it's so random that it's just like uh probably too organic or things like that, you know. But uh we have to see the the value of uh of of the native design when we when we see it. for example, when we see nature, we don't see anything completely straight. We see a tree and the tree is not uh it's natural shape, it's, it's just an organic shape and it's super strong. And it grows yeah. that like that because it has a purpose on how the, is is taking energy on how he's uh taking uh, the water, how he's cleaning the air, how he's providing the shades. And if if we kind of like link it a, a bit, we can we can see we can see this kind of a uh, of, of workflow of generation uh being born because it has to it has to comply with some specific outputs. So I think the design in a way is is the same. When you are doing the early phase with like you were saying, you wanna you wanna know what are the possible outputs and the, the challenges that you're gonna are gonna try to mitigate with with your generated design workflow, and th- that's the reason we may come with crazy forms or with crazy ideas or different scenarios than 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 the things that we were thinking. But uh, I think it's all about the the, perc- the perception of the of the of the architect as well as the client and the team that is working in the project. And, and 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 one really important thing that you were saying clients how, how do we deal with clients when we talk about generative design i think this is a this is a culture that is just starting to grow as well uh in my in my personal experience uh clients love generative design they i, I we we have been uh, providing a few generative design analysis to clients and they just love it even if they don't understand what it is <laughs> fully but uh but they just love it and 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 they they see all these uh options and all these outcomes being generated uh while we well, create creating just a in just a few days and they are starting to understand the, the value of why we are doing generative design instead of uh of just doing a traditional
1: uh, yeah uh, they new. they feel like the they think they feel like the the project is is, is, um, they, they, they feel like they understand the thinking that yeah. has been put in the project. Because when you just come with the drawing and say, okay, without our team of architects, we have, we have been a lot of, we have been doing a lot of thinking. And I think this is the best possibility. And then the clients have nothing to say, but okay, I believe you, but I don't know how much study did you make, how, how far did you push your study? When you are showing some generative design analysis, okay, it can be bullshit, but <laughs> at least it's some. Um, at least they don't understand it, okay. But they at least it's some. Um, it's it it's some results. It's it is it gives a, a proof of the analysis, and it gives um, numbers and graphics, and then they feel like okay, the product that you offer me have a sense have been. Have been thought in and out and yeah. and i believe or not but i believe in it and and i think that's why clients um really like uh, alternative design and are really gonna uh, have big interest to invest in it investing in it
0: yeah definitely definitely i i, I think that's that's essential to to really express to the client that uh, ideas have been putting there as well as as I have shown like a couple of like uh, to to a few clients I have shown like when when I do coding how does the code actually operate so they can have an idea of it and and that's another advantage that I have seen that uh coding it's really it's really pragmatic when you when you write it uh when you when you, when you do the lines of code like there's there's no way that uh that the idea doesn't make sense if you explain it to someone you know because it has to follow a a, a sequence it has to follow a process or a, a loop you know so it's yeah. normal it's normally be between it's um, between I will say that it's between programmers that uh we kind of like figure out what's exactly how what are the key things that we are uh, reading in a code. But when you when you have the idea and you express it to the client, it really makes sense to all the all the all the pieces that you are putting out there, you know. And I think that's yeah. just like you were saying; it's true. It helps to understand the client that the the thinking has been done in the process. And uh, and to give uh, another question we have today, like. Uh, how do you see teams being conformed in the future to to work with generative design? Like who works in the generative design? Is it only architects? It's only programmers? It's civil engineers? Like what what's your vision for like the teams that will will, yeah. will be creating generative design?
1: Um so I definitely think it's it's about teamworks because actually to Input a uh, generative design in your, in your, in your company, in your design process. You don't need much manpower. You don't need as uh, so many people, but, but to just to, I mean, to, to write the code to, to build the process. But actually, if you, if you're thinking the Wall of stuff, you need the experience of the, um, the, of the senior architects that knows how to build, uh, an hospital that knows all the departments of that hospital, all the roofs, um, what part of the hospitals goes with what part. I mean, for an hospital design, uh, you have to optimize the space. You have to, to check the different proximity between the different zones. So um, to, make this the, 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 to make the, to make the, the building efficient, you have to also optimize the noises because you don't want the, Rooms to be close to the imaginative, but it's always uh, really noisy. You have to optimize the solar exposition. So, all I would I would say that um, to define the rules, to define the inputs of your generative design process, you always have, you always need to have um, designers and architects. Mm-hmm. They have the experience to to turn the creative the creation into something relevant then well, of course as I said um, you need to take guys you need the guys with the di- digital mind with the programming skills of course that can be the same as the guys with uh, the architect or the designer but I mean it's more a question of how many what are the different um, skills that you need in your team so you need design skill the, the experience with knowledge of the, the programming you need um, uh, not the programming, the planning, sorry. Um, you need the, the, the programmer that can build the dynamo script, that can build the generative design script, can build a, its own, um, um, gen- generation algorithm. that is even something more difficult. Uh, and I think that's, that's pretty much all because working together, they can make the beginning, they can make the middle and the end because at the end, the architects with experience can can analyze the different results and say, okay, this one I want I want this one No, And and I think it that's the point. It's really it's a really easy process to to, to, to input in a company because you you just need yeah. this little geek guy, this little that 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 you didn't have before maybe or and uh I think of course this big guy can have can also be the create to creative to creative guy, but um in most cases uh it's not easy to find those competences or skills in the same in the same person. But I, I believe as we said that these two guys, these two these two, two types of minds are are step by step merging and I also I think in the in the studies in university they um, at least in Europe uh, the digital side is taking um, some place in, in the architecture university I wouldn't say that the creative part takes place in the tech uh, university but at mm-hmm. least the tech part uh, is now um, appearing in the in the creative uh, university, as well architecture or pure design or whatever but, um, but yeah definitely small skills Simple stuff and amazing results.
0: Okay. Um, okay, so I I do believe that uh offices, I'm just like you were saying, empower is um it's it's not required uh in, in terms that we, we require a lot of people to do generative design. What I do believe as well is that uh teams have to come together to understand the the purpose and the goals that you will uh writing a, in a specific algorithm so you can automate or create the design uh, workflow for for the office environment uh as we know depending on the office depending on the on the uh on the objectives of, of each uh, of each group of people they all have different needs and different things that they will require um as well as I, I, I do believe that uh um uh, I see offices, and uh, and I, I believe that uh, um, let's call it like new groups of uh, of a new opportunity of job, a new a new opportunity of job. Instead of just like uh, people believing that a job will be will be losing, I see offices where where they actually come and set up technology for the offices that they don't have the team that is uh, needed to do um uh, uh, on a specific development, uh, I yeah. have I have seen some offices trying to adapt uh, to the technology and trying to get the people to be inside the inside how inside the house in house as we say it in Mexico. I don't know if, if they say this word in other parts, but uh, this is a big challenge because it takes a lot of time uh, sometimes to get the the whole team to do an implementation of of technology. And especially because sometimes people is not even familiar on how to operate with technology, so it's, it's not something that uh, people that that has been uh, uh, developing these these kind of uh, things. Uh, we know that it's not something that takes just a few months to happen uh, to have a, a good level of expertise for the for the subject, and especially in a company like uh, if you don't have people that are. Uh, already it's already familiar with this kind of uh of technology, I will say that uh it will be difficult for them to to do a whole migration, to do a whole implementation to the use of this technology without the uh consultancy and help of uh of
1: experts or people that have been doing this for longer. Right. Yeah that's always the question should you should you make it by yourself in your team or Or should you pay some extra people, some, some consultancy? But I think it's, it's, it's always a question, but you, you, sometimes the answer is not as easy as, as it is, because, um, Mm. I think if you take the time and, and you spend the money and to, to train your own teams, um, you can also really see the rewards Mm. for that, because then you can sell these competencies, these skills, you can sell them and you can sell it to the client and say, okay, you don't have to pay for an extra company that will do the digital stuff or the generative design stuff because we have that uh, in our own office, we have, in our own architecture office, we have such digital skills. and Then you gain, you you, you win more projects, you win more competition because you have developed your skills, you are able to show some innovative processes and and it's all about show off it's all about who is the best who is the best and yeah. and if you say okay we are the best but we are a bit, uh, not new not innovative but but you can pay other people instead of us and we will manage uh, all of this then you're less more much less attractive than than and then another company that say okay I have everything in me, in my company. I have all the comp, all the, all the skills, all the competencies. You can just, it's, it's much, much better, I think. Yeah. But, but of, of course, yeah, of course it's expensive and it, it takes a lot of times and you need to find the people to, to train your, your teams and your team has to stay in your company. Mm-hmm. If people move and those, yeah, it's a bit tricky. <laughs>
0: No, it all depends. It all depends exactly on 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 the vision of the company. I I I do agree with you. Like you you have the whole team in house, it's way better because you have the communication being there. You have the people already there. You 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 have the maybe you have construction people inside the company as well. So as bigger your team is, you're gonna be able to expand more to offer more services. Yeah, uh, you, you will have better connection with, with the whole team, but that's uh, that's also for for the size of the company. Uh, the mm, not 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 all companies will have the um, the time or the value or 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 the need to have all all the people in house, and mm. and maybe and maybe they will like yeah, like big companies. They they can uh, they can actually and I will say that they should invest in having a team inside house that, uh, is doing all these digital, all these technology part, uh, to benefit, to benefit not only the, the, the sales of the, uh, of the value and not, or not just like another value, but to actually help the rest of the company. I do believe that technology is, is, is nowadays to, to help us to understand the project even better and to make the life of everyone else, um, easier. So, so yeah, big mm-hmm. companies definitely will, sh- should have, uh. And I will say they must have a technology area that uh yeah, helps the whole team you know yeah, totally and and to, to end with our conversation today um what is your vision for generic design uh and
1: AEC industry in the in the coming years mm. so, so as we said i think the the main vision the main topics that that will involve generative design are the study, the Mm -hmm. study phases um, on a building scale and more importantly on the city scale, so for BIM and sim, as we call it, city information Mm -hmm. modeling. Um, But also I think I don't really really know but it's pretty sure that all the all these um energetic uh, topics that are taking more and more place because of uh, of course this really important sustainability uh, goals and because of this environmental um topics so i think this this area um the energy will really benefit from from the analysis of um That can lead to a generative design process because, uh, machine learning and artificial intelligence in general can, yeah, can bring uh, a lot to the creation phase. If you are able to, in the early phases of your building creation, the building design, if you are able to integrate, um, energetic uh, analysis, Mm -hmm. then it has so much value if you are able to say okay these are my 10th final my 10th final um, design i mean i need to choose between them there is pros and cons for every of them i have made all the basic stuff i would say proximity of the of the rooms or opportunity it depends on whatever you want to do uh, shape of the building itself and everything but if plus this is planning if if, if um, besides planning, you are able to to say, OK, and this building is um, optimized, OK, it's not the best, uh, OK, this and this aspect are not the best, but it's optimized for energetic consumption and and it's a green and passive building, then it should really be the next step. Uh, I know it's already the case in some workflows, but I think it's pretty difficult to 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 design the shape automatically based on the energetic calculation but yeah. uh it depends on the materials it depends on the insulation it depends on a lot of stuff but more details the study are gonna become the more uh interesting uh would be will be the the results uh so, I think we will for you asking about my vision, I think there will be a huge uh evolution in the energetic um aspect also also the the solar analysis how much you have the sun in your building is really linked to energy consumption, so how much mm-hmm. your 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 building cost in energy so everything is in the same box so it I think the box will definitely explode because everything will take so much space, will become so important, and we will need a much bigger box in a, in a few years to put all, this, all the skills, all these um, topics that, that are together in the construction process. Um, so I will make a little bet on generative design for energy. Okay. Um, and and yeah, that, that would be my, my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it sounds great. I, I, uh,
0: again, like uh, generative design, completely agree on your on your thoughts that uh, it's it's here to help the early phase of the project, like mainly. I think that's where the main value is, is it, and it's something that you can also keep uh, evolving. Once you have one study, uh, uh, generative design is is it's capable to gen- to basically generate multiple studies, so you can put together all these outcomes uh depending on the on the on the goals it's it's quite difficult as well to to link and design to the different uh, energy analysis if you are not familiar with the the subjects as well i think that's where Mm -hmm. it's important to work with teams or with person or people that are actually know about a subject in particular so Mm I, uh that's where i see kind of like uh, teams being uh, working together engineers with uh with generic design people with architects and uh and programmers and, and depends on who's doing the job uh, as, as um uh, myself as an architect uh, i've been involved in a lot in in technology and also like in in a couple of like sustainable uh, processes which i really love i think uh one of the reasons that i was interested in this topic was because of the capacity of uh improve this the sustainability and uh, oh. i will put it like that in a project and because sometimes when people talk about sustainability and the uh, and you get familiar with uh how can you get uh energy efficiency well like looks like really easy and just to follow like some steps but if you really want to go beyond and offer like something a product that doesn't doesn't exist uh, at the moment, I think that's where generative design comes in and and just helps you to yeah. to go go way way beyond that and what you actually expected um, and and just just putting this this in the in the in for everyone uh to to kind of get familiar with generative design uh uh to finish our conversation today I would just say that uh it's a it's a, a topic that uh, i hope uh, in the in the in this year and the, this year and maybe next year a uh, lot of people from the industry get familiar with it uh try to understand it try try to see why people uh just like you uh are are looking for uh and are looking to to go out of the box just like you were saying to to go beyond uh and, and that we can uh, keep growing the community so they they see the value of of doing genetic you know, design Yeah, you know yeah. uh and for clients and and anyone that wants to 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 know more about about this topic uh feel free to to uh, reach uh Badoin. uh i think you can reach it reaching through linkedin uh, you can yeah, also
1: really easily on linkedin
0: yeah yeah uh, you can also reach us and uh if you have any questions, don't, don't doubt in, in, in sending uh, the questions or yours, reach out and we'll see where we can help help you and support. Um, it was really a pleasure to talk to you today, Buduin, about this topic, which uh, I love. And thanks uh, for accepting this uh, invitation to be in the
1: podcast. With pleasure. It was really interesting to have such a conversation and always share um those same things with people of that have the same interest and and see the same future of our uh, industry
0: <laughs> yeah we we have to grow this feature for everyone <laughs> we have yeah. to build it yeah
1: right. thank you very much samuel
0: well thanks well and see you next time in the next episode thanks